end of eight. Is oh, anyone ever hit leave the meeting, by the way? I just want to know. Wait, you, you, did, did you do that on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I did it exactly on purpose. So. <laughs> Hello, promoters, and welcome to Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Fain, joined by Todd Gershaw, making his triumphant return, Mike Molesky. We also have some special guests, Pete Beck, Kevin Butcher, and Mike Dickendesher, or Matt Dickendesher. <laughs> Sorry about that, Matt. <laughs> I had Mike on the brain because, you know, he finally is here. And my father's not joining us tonight. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Matt, for joining us. Uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you. I know it's your first time on the show, so uh, it's good to have you here. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh, Mr. Butcher, it's your first time on the show as well. Uh, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks for asking. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, Pete, you've been here before, you know, the drill, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. The weather is, well, it's freaking cold, but other than that, we're good. That's the other show. Sorry. I didn't mean uh, to do that. Yeah. You're on the wrong show, dude. It's, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> hold on. You, you, you gotta pay like Chad, like 50 bucks have, for copyright yeah. infringement. <laughs> bring that up. I don't have any drinks to have yet. I would say I'll just have a drink. There you go. Oh man. Uh, Todd, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, getting ready for the uh, big Black Friday pre-order day. Uh, got some good announcements coming up this week, so very excited about that. Yeah, yeah, we got some uh, exciting stuff happening. We'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, obviously uh, Black Friday is, of course, pre-order day. Um, speaking of exciting things happening, Mike Molesky, you have joined us once again. How are you? I'm fantastic, Sam. Always thrilled, thrilled to be with you guys so, <laughs> glad, glad to actually be back you know this past friday night there was a uh, sort of a uh, inter-show challenge if you will uh and mike commandeered harley race against my bob backland and you were triumphant well as i, as I recall i i was just voluntold i was gonna <laughs> harley race. but you that's know, fine I, I was glad to take the great harley race and you know, remind you that I, I actually still exist. It's a, you know what, it's, it's, it's a feud 45 years strong. So why not continue it at Friday night's <laughs> game night? Um, yeah. Todd, talk a little bit about Friday night and game night. Obviously, you know, you kind of organized all of that and uh, uh, you know, Kevin and Pete were there and Mike and I were there obviously as well. So talk a little bit about Friday night. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, I think we've been kind of talking about it here and there uh, just, you know, having like a, you know, more like, yeah, less formal get together, uh, you know, versus, you know, some of the quarterly cons and, uh, yeah, put that together for last Friday. Cause you know, just kind of wanted to you know, keep all the excitement going for, you know, going into the, uh, into the, you know, the, the, the pre-order time here and, uh, you know, big announcement last Friday night, which we'll talk about in a second, but, uh, yeah, just kind of wanted a good a night to get everybody to get together. And, you know, it was nice. We played out a couple of matches and then, yeah, I think, you know, things kind of broke down match wise, you know, probably about 1030, but I know a couple of us were on there until almost about midnight, still chatting and whatnot, which is great. I got a couple of guys joining us today. It's just, uh, you know, Pete and Kevin and Sam and I, I know, and, and a few others like, uh, Lee and Brock, uh, we're on there to uh, to the wee hours, just kind of chatting about all sorts of things, uh, you know, Champions of the Galaxy and whatnot. So it was a lot of fun. I, I definitely liked it. I liked having kind of more of a, yeah, just a cool t- opportunity for everybody to get together. 
Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is I think the free for all nature of it, uh, it didn't, you know, didn't feel out of control by any means. Everybody was able to kind of have a good time and play the game. And then obviously, uh, uh, have a good chat afterwards. Um, yeah, Kevin, uh, you know, what, what were your thoughts on Friday night? I lost to Pete. That's a good man that's, that's succinct with, it, with an evaluation like that. I like that. <laughs> succinct evaluation. I wasn't going to say a word, Kevin. You brought it up. <laughs> hey, well, you beat me. You know, finally. I was going to say, though, though <laughs> you, you struggled a little bit. That, you, you went one and one. Is that right? Well, one and one yeah. on the night. I am like one in <laughs> five against Kev when it comes to the. Yeah, I was just getting. And, and, and you, you, I don't think Kevin had to wear a t shirt as a result. No, he didn't. That either. was that, not, not yet. We're, we're still working on that. Um, well, I think it was a great time, and I look forward to the next one. You know, I, I'm not exactly sure when that might be. Uh, Todd, I think you probably already have some things, you know, in the pipeline potentially. Yeah, I think we're look well. We're looking at for the next uh, convention, probably being in in late January, the perennial. Uh, we're looking at that. We'll probably have something more concrete to announce on that soon. Um, I was looking at something in December, but I think just so many people have so many holiday things going on that we'll maybe hold off on December, but I think for sure we'll do something, you know, maybe in between each of the quarterly cons, we'll at least have one of these kind of get togethers, but less formal ones. I do want to do something probably, uh, in March, just kind of around like March madness time. I think that's a perfect time to do some type of a tournament and stuff like that. So I think I'm sure we'll do something in there and, you know, something in between. I do also, want to do something uh, I know in the past we've done stuff around um, international tabletop gaming day. I think maybe bringing something back like that in the future would be a good idea too. So you know, we'll kind of intersperse a couple of these in throughout the year though. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, well, meanwhile, we've had a run in here. Uh, Mr. Rob Bobian has joined us. We're all now met here for our, for our evening of fun. Rob, how are you? Good. How are you guys? We're good. Uh, uh, I'm speaking for everyone now, apparently, but uh, uh, according to everyone, uh, uh, we're doing great and uh, looking forward to tonight. So um, let's just dive right into our teasers, uh, kind of get through these because I know uh, our tournament awaits us and I can't wait to hear more about that um, and start off with last Friday night uh, with our legends uh, announcement for the fabulous one, Stan Lane and Steve Kern. Of course, Steve Kern uh, joining Legends of Wrestling for the very first time. Stan Lane, of course, does have a preview card um, for the Heavenly Bodies slash Midnight Express, whichever you want to pair them up with. Um, But now to have the fabulous ones in the game is pretty fantastic. Uh, One of the uh, most iconic tag teams from the Memphis Territory put together by Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler um, in 19, late 83, early 84, um, and brought in with a bunch of hype from the one and only fabulous Jackie Fargo. Uh, and they were hot right away. Um, didn't take any time. They didn't need, uh, they didn't need a build. They just came in right away and were pretty much the hottest thing on the scene. Memorable feuds with, uh, fellow set mates, the moon dogs, the sheep herders, um, and, and of course spawned a, a legion of sort of, you know, pretty boy, um, rock and roll tag teams in their wake including, of course, the Rock and Roll Express and the Fantastics, which are also available uh, in Legends of Wrestling Color. So uh, let's just go around uh, the table here and get a couple quick words from everyone and and gauge the excitement over the fabulous ones. Uh, Kevin, I'll go ahead and start with you because you're in the top left of my screen. (laughs) My number one want was Steve Kern, and getting them as the fabulous ones is amazing, but Steve Kern was the top of my list, so 
everything else in this set's just icing on the cake to me. Fantastic. Pete, what about you? So, you know, I will say that I was mainly a WWE guy growing up just because that's really what we had um, on the West Coast. They, they, didn't, they didn't do a whole lot of other stuff uh, out there other than the, the independents in, in Los Angeles. But um, I knew who the fabulous ones were, excited about them. But, you know, they're, uh, they're definitely somebody that I learned about later on as I, I became a wrestling fan. I got to, to see more of the, uh, the different territories that were out there. Um, but uh, it was a uh, uh, it was great a great announcement you know another stellar fantastic absolutely fantastic <laughs> tag team uh, that uh, that we get to get to bring in. So. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Mike. What about you? Well, I mean, I, I think that um, it's just a great set. I mean, I think you know having the this team with the Moon Dogs both coming in at the same time is absolutely amazing i think that uh um you know austin idol i mean it's just to top to bottom this set is just a fun set i think um and you know there's a lot of names we still haven't announced yet uh we haven't even announced how many names there are yet um so i i think that um you know just cool and, and this is just one of those teams that that was a trend-setting team that was really hot in in the area um, for, for a prolonged period of time, I think that it's going to just going to be a lot of fun to, uh, bring this, this team in and, and to have, um, the, the instant feuds with, you know, like you said, uh, Sam, the, the moon dogs, the sheep herders, like, it's just going to be really, I think, fun for a lot of fans. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I, you know, I, I failed to mention earlier, but obviously they, there was more to their career than, than Memphis even uh, spent time in Texas, spent time in the AWA, uh, famously had a feud with uh, the Road Warriors, uh, which which ended in a match when Hawk apparently looked at Stan Lane and said, we're not going for the finish. And the rest, as they say, is history. Um, so that's some interesting times in the ring. I actually just got through watching a shoot interview with uh, Stan and Steve and uh, um learned a lot. I'd seen part of it before, but not the whole thing. So, um, but, but a great team uh, to be certain. Rob, uh, what are your thoughts on the fabulous ones? Um, well, my first um, exposure to them was actually those AWA action figures. <laughs> right. And I'm like, wow, these guys are awesome. So, and then I would say I learned about it through PWI. So um, awesome. You know, I figured they'd be in the set. The art obviously is spot on. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. And, and really, again, uh, like Mike was saying, just adds to an already incredible roster of talent in this set, including the names that haven't been announced, including names that might not even necessarily make this set and, and might get released down the road that, that, that people will be excited to hear about. So, uh, Matt, what about you? What are your thoughts on the fabulous ones? Well, gee, I was going to say what Rob did, but you know, the first <laughs> exposure I had was the action figures from the AWA I don't know. I collected all the uh, those LGN figures, and somehow I ended up with some fabulous ones. So that was my only exposure to them. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I don't play a ton of legends, but I think this set is really kind of interesting. You know, and knowing the fabulous ones in the AWA and the Moon Dogs, of course, from WWF. So shaping up pretty to be a really uh, cool set. Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, that, that's the best way to put it. It's just saving up to be a really cool set. Uh, Todd, what about you? Your thoughts on the fabulous ones? Yeah, I, I think this is definitely one that was not a surprise to many people. I think we even back in Galacticon, we even kind of 
threw out some hints <laughs> about that. You know, this is this is uh, yeah, definitely one that we you know, we've had in the back pocket for a little while and been wanting to get Steve Kern out there. Obviously, there's a couple of different iterations of Steve Kern. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one of which, uh, you know, we can't use, which we were fine with, but, uh, yeah, this, I think this is a great one. Um, I did actually, uh, message a bit with, uh, Mr. Kern this week. Uh, you know, Travis had, uh, you know, sent him the artwork. And so I sent him a high res version of that. He was thrilled with it. He thought it was awesome. He's looking forward uh, to getting some copies of the cards to get to his grandkids. Uh, oh, that's cool. You know, yeah, I think you definitely wanted to share that with him, just kind of share all the different parts of his career uh, with his grandkids. So he's very much looking forward uh, to getting copies, which uh, definitely happy to to do that. So, yeah, he's just, he's just such a cool guy. Uh, there's actually a wonderful documentary, um, you know, for for as much shit as I might blow them on occasion. Uh, there's a wonderful documentary that WWE put together on Florida Championship Wrestling, um, which was basically the, you know, the original NXT, the original pipeline for a lot of guys that came in. That's where, you know, Seth and Roman and and, and, and Dean Ambrose, now John Moxley, got their start. Um, I mean, not their start. I mean, obviously, Seth as Tyler Black and Dean as John Moxley had had already been on the Indies, um, but uh, uh, and and he played a huge part in that. I mean, he was basically the head trainer, the head you know, head producer while he was down there, and um, he's featured pretty heavily in the documentary and and just seems seems like a really great guy, cool guy, uh, and obviously a wealth of talent. And and oddly enough, um, I'm reading Bob Backlund's autobiography. Uh, right now. And he uh, is talking about being chosen to become the uh, WWF champion. And uh, when he throws out other names that Vince McMahon senior could have picked from around the country and the territories, one of the names that he drops is actually Steve Kern because Steve Kern was so popular in Florida uh, in the late seventies. And um, you know, even prior to the fabulous ones, he, he had an amazing singles career and tag career down in Florida uh, before moving on to, to Memphis. So uh, incredible talent, you know, huge wealth of knowledge, obviously, and skill. And uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're, I mean, we're thrilled to be able to have him in the game. And um, it's an honor, it's a privilege, you know. And, and same thing with a guy like Bob Backlund, you know, it, it, like I'm reading this book and I'm just thinking to myself, man, this guy's got a game card. How cool is that? Um, so the, the Legends roster keeps growing, keeps expanding. New names get added all the time. And uh, it's, you know, sometimes we have to wait a little while before before a card gets released, perhaps. But uh, how incredible is it that, that, you know, here we are in 2021 and we're still adding names to this already incredibly deep roster. So um, speaking of a deep roster, uh Mr. Bobby, and you can talk a little bit about this one because uh, on Monday night we got another announcement. FTR gets an official title. Screw job. Uh, the, the roster is already deepened a bit with with some new names. Uh, we've got some updates. Um, I'm just going to go straight to you. Talk about this newest name and and well, or, or lack thereof, perhaps uh, mystery man. Uh, people are raving on the boards over the artwork, which I agree, the artwork looks great. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about the latest announcement. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would say read the book. Um, <laughs> I you like don't want to say more, Rob? Yeah, <laughs> I also like, I think Werner did a nice job, um, captured, um, you know, pretty much what I was looking for there. So, yeah, I would, uh, I'd just say read the handbook, and I'd also say maybe go back and, and if you haven't recently, read. Um, FTR suspect 
next and FTR prime suspects as well, because this is the third and final um, part to that trilogy. So it all, uh, I'll just say that. I'll just say that. Right I don't, I don't think it all wraps up in this, but it, you know what I mean? You have to read the book. You have to read the book. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, folks can't wait. And obviously, as we mentioned earlier, yeah, Friday's. It, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I'm just, I'm happy the guy's out. I, this is something that, that uh, it's, we've been working on for a long time. So, yeah, I think he's a cool character. I'm glad people had a, had a good reception to him. Because it's, I think, I don't know if it's controversial, but it's, it's definitely different. I know, I know I got a, I got a controversial reaction from Mike. The first time I showed it to him, so <laughs> I don't think it was like a zombie. So I don't. No one, no one said zombie on the board. So I think that's good. So well, well to be fair, you said trust me. When when it gets colored and everything, it'll be like oh, that's true. it'll be that's awesome. True. So you you did. I was seeing a sketch. To be fair, I mean, like, I was so. going for the horrifying look. So I don't think the zombie thing was necessarily a slight, but. uh the most important thing with that is I wanted to make sure people understood he was under a mask. I guess that, that's the point that he wasn't a zombie, that he was somebody under a mask. So. Yeah. yeah and and you just, and you just texted me a photo and said, what do you think? So like, let, let's, let's be fair. I didn't have a lot of, <laughs> like, I didn't have a lot of information with it at the moment. Well, I, you know, Mike, since uh, in, in my window, you're you're right above Rob. Why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, obviously we got your initial reaction, but now that we've got this colored artwork, we've got this announcement, uh, you know, what are your thoughts uh, on, on Screwjob in general? Just because obviously we haven't had you on uh, in a while, so we haven't been able to really talk about FTR much. And uh, I'm curious as to what your thoughts are going forward. Well, I mean, I think, you know, it, it's really cool, you know, to have seen this, progression that Rob's put everybody through. And I think that this character like was important to Rob, which is why he's going to give me garbage about my initial reaction to him. But, but I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it, 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 it is cool. I think when people read the book, they'll, um, they'll appreciate why this character is important. I, I think, you know, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but, but it's cool. It's a payoff. And I, and I think that Rob's really good at that traditionally and is giving, uh, you know, big payoffs on stuff. He doesn't kind of go halfway with stuff. So I think this one's a big one. And, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of interesting characters that he's brought in here. I mean, you know, this, he's saying this is, you know, oh, this is my finale, but it, you know, it, it, it's also a launching too, I think, which Absolutely. is really cool. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, like to end things. Rob's good at starting stuff. So he's done that here. Well, that's for sure. That's true. I'm good at starting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, I'll shoot over to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on FTR and the latest announcement? Oh, I love it. Um, like Mike, I got a little preview of that, so I kind of knew what was coming. I thought it was really cool looking. Um, I'm a couple game years behind, but I'm really excited to uh, get caught up. I love every FTR character I've seen for this new set, and it's, it's going to be a great addition to the uh, product line. And I just like having guys that I can kind of bring in and out of uh, my regular GWF head and playing some interesting little side FTR cards. I finally was able to start my FTR fed in the 2032 or 2033 wherever i'm at 2034 and regular game years now so i'm looking forward to getting caught up and getting everything into a nice big ftr fed 
Nice. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I, I think I'm going to launch my FTR independently. I feel like I, I kind of have to. <laughs> um, Todd, what about you? What are your thoughts on uh, the FTR announcement? Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm uh, definitely thrilled that this character, uh, you know, kind of, you know, everybody got a peek at him. Uh, this is one that I've been really interested to see how it was going to come out. I obviously saw early on some of the the writing behind it, you know, and then kind of seeing how the the character developed and really uh, thrilled with how he came uh, came together. Uh, and I like a, there's a little bit of an Easter egg in the artwork as well, which uh, which will be uh, yeah, evident when you kind of read through the book too, which I, I thought was a nice little touch with that. But overall, I think everything's been great so far. And uh, I know we still got a couple more characters still to come, which I think is, uh, you know, should be pretty cool. Um next week to start seeing uh, some more of that as well. But yeah, I think right now we're, we're in a good spot. I think everybody's got to be, you know, everybody who likes the FTR has got to be thrilled with where we're at so far. It feels a little too soon to mention the word egg in conjunction with wrestling right now. You're probably correct on that <laughs> one. Yes. Um, it's a good thing. I didn't watch that. Yeah. Neither did I actually, but Todd did. So he filled me in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Pete, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, obviously, you you have uh, you have a card in this set, um, a character in this set coming out, um, as well as somebody already in FDR. So, talk a little bit about your thoughts on this latest announcement. Uh, um, I, I can't even talk. That card is that art. It's fantastic. I'm using that word too much. Um, it is. It is absolutely, completely, uh, incredibly awesome. Uh, it is it's when when everybody gets to see the the, the book the handbook and, and see how how rob is has done this they're 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 going to love it. it it really is it's a it's a great way for rob to bring everything in uh for this character where he comes from and and where he's going it's yeah it's it's great um so we've, we've been kind of joking around here saying using a word um but yeah the ftr continues to forge ahead and and we'll we'll continue to see how that goes and and uh and, and make things happen so i got a couple of chuckles out of, out of the screen so <laughs> <laughs> uh well done um but it's 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 great this character is he's he is he is awesome he's not totally awesome but he's awesome so yeah <laughs> yeah uh I, I like what you did there. Um, all right. So uh, that leaves us with Mr. Butcher. Tell us what your thoughts are about this latest FTR announcement. Do you want my, do you want my original thoughts? Holy shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> like Rob said one time on here, he'll bounce small stuff off of me. Like he texted me one time that he said on here and said, I think of a name of it for uh Uranus is stable or his group and I helped him out with that. But other stuff, some I'm I'm he hates me having his phone number because when I see stuff like this, I'm like, Rob, who the hell is this guy? And it's funny he said it up here because that's what he'll text me. Read the book. And I'm like, all right. Well, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to read the book. Uh, and it's, and it's, you know, fully produced, uh, um, finished product. Um, I, you know, I, I've gotten the look and, and loved, uh, loved it. So I'm, I'm really excited to, 
to have it out there and see what everyone else thinks of it. Cause I think that Rob's done an exceptional job, not only with, you know, the characters that, that he's created, obviously the characters that he's kind of shepherding through that others have created. And then of course, with the storyline, um, there's really just some fantastic stuff that's been done over the course of, you know, the past couple of years um, with, with FTR and, and the fact that, you know, we have, kind of these these alternative brands, if you will, uh, in COTG and that, you know, obviously you've got your GWF, which is the bedrock, but now that we've got CWF and FTR and Kronos, I mean, it's just, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, and, and, and we haven't had that in, in quite a while, um, you know, since the, since the days of CPC and, and ACE. So it's, it's nice to be, uh, to, to be back in the mix and having different storylines told different ways and, and still playing in that same sandbox that Tom created. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really, really am. And I think people are going to be uh, pretty blown away by some of the stuff that, that happens and certainly some of these new characters, which I suppose brings us to our Indies teaser, which technically doesn't happen until tomorrow as we record this but as it has been released everyone out there has probably already seen it but we have a pretty special opportunity here todd to share the artwork for the new card for the first time with everyone here on the podcast uh who has not yet seen it and not yet uh been privy to this name so uh go for it maestro let's get some reactions I feel like I should be playing some theme music here. I had it for a second there. Hold yeah, on. Maybe we one more second. a little, uh, yeah, here we go. We'll show wah, that wah, there. Wah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's right. The alpha female Jazzy Gabert is coming to the women of the Indies international edition. Um, I mean, really, you can't get much bigger, literally, physically, uh, of a name than Jazzy for this set. Uh, someone that has wrestled all over the world, all over the globe, um, from Germany, um, spent a lot of time in Japan, spent time in the UK, spent time in the United States, obviously, wrestling for WWE, um, and uh, was part of the Mae Young Classic, uh, was also uh, wrestling for NXT UK prior to the pandemic. Uh, she's spending most of her time in Germany right now, has her own promotion in Germany. She's a uh, prior world of stardom champion in stardom, which, of course, um, you know, if you're aware, is the largest, uh, certainly the probably the, the biggest, potentially best Joshi promotion currently going uh, in Japan right now. So uh, quite the pedigree uh, on her and, uh, you know, just a powerful, powerful competitor. And also a super, super nice person. Um, I've, I've had the opportunity to exchange quite a few emails with her. Um, I will say, uh, you know, that, that I did uh, sign Jazzy and I didn't do it alone. However, I've got to give a big shout out to Matt Charlton um, because Matt has really kind of opened a lot of doors when it comes to international talent. And um, there are some names in this set that it would not have been possible without him uh, to sign. So um, Jazzy's awesome. And uh, I'm really looking forward to to seeing what people think uh, and, and uh, hopefully it's, it's a name that people have wanted, which I think it is. I've seen, I've seen a couple of people throw that out there. So uh, it's pretty cool. Todd, what are your thoughts? No, definitely uh, thrilled to have her. I know this is one name uh, that, um, you know, we were kind of tossing around of, you know, some wants to have, um, you know, given the international flavor of this, you know, I've seen her, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of her work personally outside of like the Mae Young Classic, but she's obviously very impressive uh, uh, there. Uh, so I think, yeah, great person to have in this set, given her kind of all, you know, work in Japan, work in Europe. Um, great. 
Great. And definitely great look as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She has a unique look, unique style. I mean, everything about her is pretty, is pretty unique. And I think that's one of the reasons why she's been popular pretty much wherever she's, wherever she's gone. And certainly in stardom, you know, she was, I mean, probably one of the more memorable guys in that they've ever had. So uh, Matt, any thoughts on Jazzy? Uh, yeah, the art looks good. <laughs> I know very little about the, a lot of the indies, but uh, pretty much my blanket statement for any of the indie cards is, you know, having someone in the game is always a plus and uh, every little bit of publicity is great for the company. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the great thing too about Jazzy is, is that she's one of those people that straddles that line right now between, you know, indie and, and legend. Like she's somebody that easily, I think could, you know, you could, you could slide into your legends fed if you wanted to, just because of how long she's been on the scene. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, again, I'm, I'm really, really excited and thrilled that we were able to, to add her to this. Uh, Rob, uh, thoughts on Jazzy? Uh, cool art, like Matt said. Um, I think Ty does a fantastic job with, with this uh, part of Closest Your Games. I think it's really cool that we have all these bases covered and, and this one's covered completely. You guys do a great job with it. Mike, what are your thoughts on Jazzy? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, like Matt said, you know, I think it's, it's awesome anytime we can add anybody to the, uh, to the Phil Singer line. And I think in this case, you know, she's a big name for a lot of people. And I know a lot of people were clamoring for, her. I'm just really thrilled that, you know, she was willing to do it and, it, and it's a great set to fit her in. Um, you know, I, overall, I just think it's, it's awesome. And I mean, I think that, you know, I think there's a lot of people are going to be excited with this one. Pete, what about you? So this is my first time seeing her. Um, I, I think I need to, to do some YouTube, get out there and take a look um, <laughs> from the looks of her. Uh, you know, I did a, a really, really quick uh, search while, while you guys were chatting. And um, but, yeah, she, she looks pretty impressive. And so uh, definitely someone to go out there, check out and, and see how this goes. But, you know, unfortunately for me, the the the. The women's indie scene is not something that I'm super, super in-depth in on. Uh, so it, it's not something – she wouldn't be someone that, I, that I'm familiar with. But as Rob and Matt have both said, uh, it's a great opportunity to go out and learn about somebody new uh, and have them in the game. And especially if the folks that are familiar with her say that this is someone that's good to have, then I'm excited to have her in the game as well. Yeah. And I completely understand that, you know, that, that's one of the things also that's great about just the, the, the depth of, of the game lines is that, you know, there really is something for, for everybody and um, you know, not everything is for everyone, but uh, certainly I think the people that, that are into the Indies will be excited about this one. Kevin, what about you? What's left to say after all these guys, but <laughs> like they said, I, I'm not really big into the indie women, and, but when I saw that art, I was like, another warm run. If if you ever do another live Champions of the Galaxy, you got the alpha female right there. Just put some <laughs> gladiator makeup on her. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Just got to afford that, you know, that plane ticket. Um <laughs> Or something. And there's the destination Galacticon. There, there we go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll crack Galacticon during Oktoberfest. I'm all for that. No problem. Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> yep, works for me. 
Uh, well, there you have it. Those are our teasers for the week. Uh, of course, we got the, the big uh, Friday night, Black Friday uh, pre-order teaser coming for Legends as well. Um, and, and that will be the, the night that you can pre-order all of the releases, uh, Legends of Wrestling Expansion 8, FTR, Screwjob, and the Women of the Indies International Edition, as well as the Mammoth, Gargantuan, just stellar, out of this world, galactic proportions, ringside companion. Um, so make sure you get on that on Friday. Um, I, to be completely honest with you, I, we're flying by the seat of our pants here. I don't know that we're going to actually have a special episode to release on Friday. Like we have if, for past pre-order announcements. We might, we maybe will not, who knows, but if we do, uh, you'll see it pop up in your feed and, and I'll certainly throw something on the message boards as well. Uh, speaking of the message boards, just want to give a quick shout out to Troy Lee, Malice Lover, Vegas, Chad Olson, KB, Stu, Sinestro 24, Pariah, and DK2, of course, Pete and you know Kevin are right here with us right now. But uh, uh, all you guys' uh, comments on the last episode was greatly appreciated and I know that having Mark on, uh, Mark James on was um, was a thrill for folks and, and uh, I'm glad to hear that the interview was well received because it was a lot of fun to do. And so Speaking of Mark James, you know, I want to give very special thanks to him because uh, our coverage with Mark is not done. In fact, at this time, I'm going to shoot it over to some comments that were recorded um, for that original interview that Mark and I had a conversation about the Fabulous One. So I'm going to shoot it over to that right now so you can hear his comments on the announcement of the Fabulous Ones. Mentioned uh, the the Moon Dogs, and I think it, it would be only fitting uh, to talk about the you know, the other latest announcement is that the fabulous ones. Stan Lane and Steve Kern will also be joining this set. Uh, Stan Lane, of course, has previously gotten a card uh, in his Midnight Express uh, version with uh, with Bobby Eaton, uh, but now he's going to get to the Fabulous Ones card along with Steve Kern. Um, we talked a little bit about them before, obviously, so uh, what are some of your favorite memories um, of the Fabs? Oh, man. Like I, we, we talked about before, uh, to me, they were the best team Memphis wrestling had. Uh, they came out of nowhere because of the rub with Fargo, and he talked about them and brought them on, and that gave them the, look, fans, these are the guys, and the fans bought it. They did. We talked about, you know, that I mentioned the three feuds just now with the, the Assassins, uh, the Sheep Herders, and the Moondogs. Those were all brawls. They could fight. They were cool. Um I, you know, we used to talk about it. It's like all the girls wanted to be with them and all the guys wanted to be them. <laughs> and, you know, that uh, the, the, they weren't Memphis guys. That was the thing, too. It was, that's what was so amazing. You, you know, a lot of the other guys, you know, you consider Memphis guys, they'd been here. They'd been there for a while. They're one of ours. And then, boom. But now these guys had been there less than a year and got put together, and it just worked like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it, it it couldn't have gone any better. How um, how important were the music videos that the, that they produced for the Fabulous Ones? They were very important. They had done a little bit with Lawler the previous year, mm-hmm. um, doing some videos when he came back after the broken leg in 1981, and some of the early part of '82. They debuted, I want to say, in October of '82. And before then, they had done a little couple of videos with Lawler, maybe one with Dundee or something, but not a lot. And that was the first MTV era type thing they had done was the Fabs. They, and they did several. They did uh, one with Billy Squires, Everybody Wants You. They did one with the Gap Band, You Dropped a Bomb on Me, uh, Sharp Dressed Man. They did a video. I mean, they were doing basically 
the sharp dress man when they were doing like a video yeah and it was just like it, and it wasn't just i mean like an mtv video them doing things in top hats and in the limousines and all those things and it was hugely important because they had not done that before on tv and they were having to repeat them every week in the episode on tv every <laughs> week they'd have to replay some of the videos and that had not been done before and that was but that was to get the younger audience the guys and the girls and it worked i mean it was it was very important yeah well, and the Moondogs even, you know, had a, a music video as well uh, to kind of help introduce them, which which I, I watched the other day and just thought, you know, because you're right, they they were they had that production level that you would see on MTV, but they were obviously, you know, Memphis wrestling brand, like it was yeah. not, not like a ripoff oh, yeah. or whatever. Uh, and, yeah, it was just, I mean, you know, it was, they were able to, you know, I use this on the term about the fans, but they were able to recreate lightning in the bottle on several different levels, on several different things for different people. Yeah. And again, I just want to say thank you to Mark James because having him on the show was was a thrill for me. I love his work. I love his books. Make sure you check out MemphisWrestlingHistory.com where you can purchase all of his books. He's also doing a special uh, Black Friday t-shirt sale right now, which will still be ongoing at the time that the podcast drops. 20% off all uh, t-shirts that he has designed. There are some great t-shirts. I own a couple of them. Um, uh, my favorite is the Sputnik and, and Billy Wicks uh, uh, t-shirt. Um, he also has uh, Toji Yamamoto, uh, Bill Dundee, Jerry Lawler, uh, a bunch of Memphis uh, wrestling cards, like, um, you know, the old posters that you used to see in the windows and that sort of stuff with, uh, with the card on it. So, uh, just great stuff from him as usual. And we'll have more comments from him as we continue the March towards release date with the teasers for the, uh, Memphis themed legends of wrestling set. With all that said, we got the opening bell out of the way. I think it's time now for the tournament master to take over and tell us what the main event is. All right. Well, I did mention last week that uh, I kind of felt like it was uh, tournament time, uh, trying to do, you know, time to do uh, another one of our podcast tournaments. And uh, given that this year has been a big focus on Aetherans and uh, the Gladiators in total between uh, what happened in uh, Origins 2137 with the, you know, the, the everything going on there, uh, the new Gladiators coming into that set, as well as the Gladiator invasion on Sentra. I thought it was very appropriate that we do a tournament. Uh, and actually, we're going to do two tournaments tonight uh, because when we're talking about gladiators, it's not only like the top singles guys, we got to talk about tag teams as well. So we're going to talk, we're going to name tonight our favorite gladiator and gladiator tag team. Uh, so um, I have bracketed up uh, eight different uh, singles competitors. Over the years, we're just looking at GWF, though. I know there's been some other different gladiators we've seen in other federations, but we're just going to focus on the GWF history. And I've also picked out four different tag teams as well. There's no overlap. So, you know, there's a couple guys I maybe would have liked to put in one or the other there, but I just tried to keep, you know, the best field of eight singles, best field of four tag teams. Uh, like we normally do here, I'll go around the room. So we have seven people in the room. So, uh, best four out of seven in each vote will move on to the next round. So when I kind of go to you, kind of tell us who you pick, tell us why you pick it. And, uh, we'll go on from there. Sound good. Absolutely. Sounds great. All right. Awesome. All right. All right. So we're going to kick off with our first matchup of the first round in our singles bracket. And uh, we're going to uh, match up the original headbanger, 
and the, the babysitter himself, Spike. And he's going to take on the newest and greatest Aetherin uh, that really took a splash in this latest set, making it to the Galacticon Championship. And that's Siege. So Spike versus Siege is our first uh, matchup here. And I'm going to go to Mr. Kevin Butcher for our first vote. Wow. I would like to draw this out, but it's got to be Spike. If, if we do this again in 20 years, it might be Siege. <laughs> might. The Siege is just getting started, so I got to go with Spike. I get that. I get that. All right, let's go over to Matt Dickendesher. I don't care how good the Siege is or will be, but you can't vote against Spike here. I mean, that's the the game ad. I mean, I, how can you how can you pick anybody but Spike in that matchup? With all due respect to twenty one thirty seven and the greatness that I hear that Siege is, it's Spike all the way. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's go over to Pete Beck. Um, I do believe that Spike actually has won a Galactic Cup. And yes, Siege Brock did one. Yeah, and Brock beat me with Spike. Not that Siege didn't beat me, but I, I think I, I got beat by uh, <laughs> Omega uh, this past past summer, uh, who then I think was was the ultimate winner, right? Omega did win this summer, yeah? No, it was actually his Infinity one. Actually, I think Infinity, Siege, Infinity. Yeah, Siege, Siege did make it at least to the semifinals, I think. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to go with Spike. I mean, he's the he's the original gladiator headbanger. There's, yeah, I mean, Siege is going to be fantastic. I can't wait to use him. I can't wait to get there and play with him because he literally just looks like the monster Aetherin that we've been begging for and begging for and begging for for a long time. Uh, and and you know, harkens back to the days when the gladiators were were fantastic and everybody feared him. He is to be feared, but I think Spike is, you know, he's it's Spike. All right, that's a three nothing spike so far. All right, let's go here uh, to Rob. Rob, is it is it going to be is it going to be a sweep here? What, what's going on? Well, I mean, Spike doesn't have the dark menace, right? This is true. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I got to go too. Even even though Siege has a dark menace, I'll uh, I'll give it to Spike. All right, so Spike four nothing. He will advance. Uh, Sam. Uh, what, what about you? Anything different? Are you feeling Spike as well? No, nah, Spike would have gotten my vote too. Okay. And Mike, uh, you as well? Yeah, no, nah, you have to go with you know, the longevity as, as Mr. Butcher so eloquently put it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to have to give it to Spike as well. Uh, myself, uh, we'll make it a 7-0. So maybe out. Siege is a tough guy. Yeah, I think if you match up these cards in, the, in a match, you might be getting, you know, that'll be a lot closer, I think. But just given the, the longevity, I think you got to give it to Spike. All right. Our second match here. Uh, this one is matching up uh, two all-time great champions, but actually in different divisions here. We do have the you know, one of the all-time great uh, champions, actually winner of a Galacticon 256-man tournament, my second Galacticon, uh, which uh, I will never do that again. Uh, but uh, the winner of that was... 
Thunder. So Thunder in this one is going to take on arguably the greatest women's champion ever, and that's Thrash. And we're not using the women's conversion chart in this one. This is a straight up Thunder versus Thrash. I'm going to go to Sam first of all. Sam, what do, what do you say on this one? Yeah, I, you know, I think anyone who listens to the podcast knows that Thunder is my favorite character uh, of all time, my favorite gladiator. Uh, I love Thrash. I got a lot of use out of Thrash. She was definitely one of my longest reigning uh, women's champions and uh, held the belt uh, numerous times. Um, but Thunder is, uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, I'd have to check the, the, the booklet for sure, but the booklet by my, my, my binder for sure. But I'm pretty sure that Thunder has um, either the longest or the second longest Galaxian uh, title reign in my feds history as well. Um, so yeah, Thunder all the way. I just, I love the character. I think he's fantastic. I love the, the progression of the character. I love, you know, that he started, as nothing and became the, you know, the man for the gladiators and really in a lot of ways, the man in, in the GWF there for a while. So uh, thunder all the way. All right. We'll move over to Matt Dickendesher. What do you say, Matt? Wow. This is a tough one. Uh, Thrash is a 10 time women's champion for me. Um, as uh, Sam said, the progression of Thunder, though, is excellent. Only a three-time Galactic Champion, eight-time Tag Team Champion. Yes, I pulled up my stats to cheat while Sam was talking. <laughs> Check things out. But I think uh, the level of competition, for good or bad, for the men was a lot higher than you know, for the women's division at the time. So I'm going to have to give it to Thunder, but major respect to Thrash. Very good, very good. Uh, let's go over to Pete. What do you say, Pete? I couldn't tell you how many times Thrash and Amazonia traded that title back back and forth back in the day. And they put on some fantastic, fantastic matches. Um, but Thunder is in a completely different class uh, of, of athlete. Um, you know, when we first got him, you know, without the face paint, you know, with the, with the handcuffs on, a uh, little bit of stubble on the, on the dome, uh, kind of like a couple of guys that are in, in this, this, uh, uh, this podcast right here. Um, we, we all kind of look the same, except he had way more muscles than, than, than well, I know than I did, probably not Rob. Um, but um, he's... We don't uh, look the same while I have my hat on. Yeah, well, yeah, true, true. But don't take your hat off. Then don't take your hat off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I'm kind of torn, but I think Thunder is the... Uh, th- Thunder gets the nod. The thunder okay. just... Yeah. Thunder. All right, Kevin Butcher, what do you say? the greatest wrestler in the history of predator promotions it's not even close thunder thunder all right so thunder will advance rob i I assume you're going thunder as well here yeah yeah um thrash was great i feel like back then there weren't a lot of women wrestlers only a small handful so she held my belt a lot as well just like someone else had said her, her and amazonia back and forth a lot um but yeah thunder obviously just like everybody else he did very well in my fed all right, uh, Mike, uh, you, you, the, the man who on the Galacticon Cup has Thunder next to him. I, I got to assume I, I know which way this one's going. <laughs> I was going to vote for Thrash until you said Thunder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Thunder was the, the greatest interplanetary champion in my Fed's history. Um, you know, held it against all comers, still has the record for longest title reign as an interplanetary champion. Um, it was the major storyline in my blacklist era, uh, you know, with Cordonis. Um, so yeah, 
got to be Thunder, despite, you know, it was great. Everybody else said all the right things about Thresh, but Thunder's my guy. Yeah. Uh, and then I kind of figured this would be the way the first two matches uh, kind of went there, but uh, I think we're going to be setting up for quite an epic second round match. I'm really looking forward to see how that one goes. And how did you do that? I mean, did you pull these names out of a hat or what? Because if you rated this like, you know, one to eight, you know, you couldn't have done that. Like, you didn't Todd see actually these. was Todd was actually down in Rio de Janeiro. Over That's the right. <laughs> it was carnival time, right? That's, That's, That's the only right. That you could put the, have that as the second round matchup that we're going to have to choose between. Yeah, no, let's see. Well, I, I think this next matchup is going to be a little bit closer here. I'm really interested to see uh, the way this one goes. And this is between two of the bigger hardcore brawlers. Well, I mean, maybe not hardcore, but more kind of sadistic uh, members of the gladiators there. And uh, that is going to be mayhem against vengeance. So this one should be pretty wow. interesting. I think I'm going to start this one off uh, with Mike. Well, I, I would say that um, obviously, as you said, Todd, both you know had the hardcore uh, edge to them, but I think I, I'm going to have to go with Vengeance based on you know the, uh, you know Mayhem seemed to get himself disqualified out of any major title contention, whereas Vengeance got the job done. So you know, Vengeance, leader of the Gladiators uh, for a long period of time, I'll go with him. All right, so Vengeance taking up the first vote here. Let's go second vote over to Rob. Mayhem versus Vengeance. Yeah, that's that's really tough. Um, wow. Vengeance Vengeance was my champion. He he was also a really strong interplanetary champion. Um, he definitely has like you know those memories you could just remember those matches you have to write them down you just remember him he's been involved in a couple of those and then mayhem is just just mayhem he's just a you can you don't even need a storyline you can do whatever you want with him you can just have fun with him um but i if i'm being honest about it i got to give the edge to to vengeance and i think in the official storyline he, he's obviously the superior character the more important character so if you're really taking all those things into consideration then i think it's really not even that hard of a vote but when it just comes down to my own fed it's it's a tougher vote, but I'm going to give it to Vengeance. All right. It's another one for Vengeance here. All right. Let's go over to Kevin Butcher. Wow. Okay. If you're in my fed, and it would be Vengeance, but when me and Matt play, it's all about fun. And in the top 10 greatest wrestlers in the history of our fed, fun-wise – was mayhem we had so much fun and laughed so much i'm voting mayhem all right we got to vote for mayhem i like it all right let's go up to pete beck so (laughs) i absolutely love mayhem there is no other gladiator i was hoping you weren't going to make this another matchup too i really (laughs) (laughs) the um uh uh Mayhem was so much fun. He was he he was my feds heavy metal champion. Period. Like anybody who who has to measure up to me, hey, I'm going to try to be the greatest heavy metal champion there is. You have to. They the, the immediate comparison is is Mayhem. It, it's it's not even funny how much how much fun I had with him. Not wanting to be pinned for anything. Uh, that level three defense just 
you couldn't you couldn't put him down. He would not stay down. He just wanted to keep taking a beating, a beating, a beating, and dishing one out. Um, he was he was great. Although I will say about vengeance, the line in the handbook when he was introduced, when he looked at 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 the rest of the gladiators and said, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Basically, you know, it's like you, you're sure you want to let me loose uh, to the rest of the galaxy. That was probably one of the best lines uh, throughout all of all of GWF that any wrestler has has given out. But just based on what it is for me, uh, you know, from my Fed's history, uh, I'm going to go mayhem. So we're going to keep this really close. All right. It's a close vote. I see. I was hoping to be a little, a little bit more closer on this one. All right. Uh, Matt, what about you? Uh, it's mayhem. I mean, mayhem as has already been stated, uh, one of the funnest and most memorable characters ever. Uh, just the, the drawing, uh, the crazy hair, the leap of doom, the, the risky finisher, um, his uh, tenure in my fed was much better than Vengeance's. Made him with four galactic title reigns and nine United Stars titles. And while Vengeance did rise to the top, I just I never really got behind him uh, as much. He was successful, but he was also middling quite a bit for me as well. And Mayhem was just always a great match. So got to give it to Mayhem. All right, mayhem taking the lead here. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my vote in here. So, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I did. I'll admit, I did start my Fed a little late uh, in 2093s. So I missed out on the first couple of years of mayhem there, but I do remember once Vengeance came in, the first card with the add one move, you know, very revolutionary right there. For me and my Fed, you know, he was a big difference maker. He did win a uh, Galaxian title. I know he was always in the hunt for, you know, the heavy, you know, the any of the heavy metal or hardcore titles. Um, I think just a big storyline pusher overall. So for me, I'm going to give uh, my vote over to Vengeance. Um, and that's going to tie it up 3 3. So, Sam, you get the deciding vote on this one. I, you know, it's funny because I agree with so much of what has been said about both guys. Um, I, I agree with everything that's been said. You know, Mayhem was a lot of fun. Um, I remember, you know, pretty specifically the, the summer that I started playing 2091. Uh, I was at my grandparents' house. I'd go up there for a couple of weeks every summer, and I had so much fun with Mayhem. Just yeah, he, he was just different, and, and, and I got a lot of mileage out of him. Had some incredible matches with him. Uh, a torture chamber match with Wolf was, was awesome. Uh, you know, and he continued to be fun for, for his whole run. Vengeance is a guy that there are so many great characters that Thomas created that even the bad guys, you kind of just, you, you, you end up loving at some point. Um, you know, Thantos obviously is a perfect example of that. Like who doesn't love Thantos, right? Vengeance is a guy that I feel like, you know, to translate to, to real world wrestling, he would always be a heel. He would always get heat. Every audience would hate him legitimately. Like there is no way that that guy would ever get turned babyface. And I felt that way too, as a, you know, as, as a fan of the game, I just think the impact that he had, the ad one, I, you know, even his artwork, there's just something about it. It's just like, this guy's, I mean, as, as, as blue as I'll get on this podcast, I'm not even going to say the words that I would use to describe him. Uh, so ultimately, as much as I love Mayhem, I, I'm going to give the vote to Vengeance. All right. So that was a close one there. So Vengeance moving on uh, to the second round. Okay. Uh, I know controversy. I agree. Controversy. Uh, 
All right, we're going to move on to our last match of the first round here. This one here, bit two big old heavyweights battling out in this one. We have Disaster taking on the Aetherin Overmaster. This one I'm really That's interested amazing. to see what people say. Uh, we're going to start it off uh, with uh, Kevin on this one. How did you match these two up in the first round? You know, random, random draw. You know, that we, we did that draw in Rio de Janeiro. This is how it all comes <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> I think he was playing the uh, Uncharted Territories uh, drinking game while he was putting these brackets <laughs> together. It's very possible. There was a double <laughs> IPA involved. I'll admit that. But <laughs> well, I could go into a whole spiel about both of them and what they've meant to the game. But bottom line, it's all going to boil down to me. I won my first Galactic Cup with Aether and Overmaster. So he gets my vote. Very fair there. Actually, has Disaster won a Galactic Cup? I'm trying to remember that. I have to think about it. He must have yes. won Yeah, he yeah has. I have to. All right, let's see. Let's go over to Rob. Disaster versus Aetherin Overmaster. Are you asking me? I'm sorry. Okay, we got uh, Disaster versus Aetherin Overmaster, Rob. Okay. Yeah, well, Aetherin Overmaster. Okay, so when I look at my own fed, I feel like there's like, uh, well, there is. There's like the new beginnings and, and the, the previous to that. So I, when I was younger, I played the game a lot more. So those those guys like Phantos, Star Warrior, um, they, these guys held the titles uh, many more times than the current guys. Current guys, Overmasters my, was my number one title holder with five Galaxian title reigns until uh, Shane beat him out. So my point being is in the current modern era, Aether and Overmaster is one of my best guys ever. So I got to give it to the Aether and Overmaster. Disaster was really good. Uh, he was my Galactic champion. I can't remember, and I don't have it in front of me, how many times he won it, but I don't think it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't five times, even back then. That's pretty. That's pretty good, though. Even for a modern era, having it that many times, that's pretty good. Yeah, and it's it, there's only a couple of guys um, who who've had it four times. Monolith, I don't even remember, but to have it five times in modern era, when I'm when I'm playing approximately twenty five to forty cards a year on average, probably for the past ten or twelve years or so, I think that's pretty good. So yeah, yeah. Overmaster, and not only that, I love the character. Um, I've gotten a lot of miles out of the first one and of the second one. And this year, even this year where the guy is supposed to have like a, a downgraded card or higher pin or lower uh, and a lower finisher rating. He's, he's been one of my stars. Uh, my, I finished up my year and he's been one of my stars this year. So yeah, I love him. I, he's one of my favorite. He might, he might be my favorite gladiator ever. Wow. That's well, we'll, we'll find out how everybody else feels about him long-term here, but uh, that's, that's big praise. All right, let's go over to Sam. What do you say here, Sam? Disaster or Aether Overmaster? I'm going to give it to Disaster, uh, which is actually a little difficult for me to do because, you know, he. he the, I feel like Disaster is, is, is one of those great unfinished stories in a lot of ways. Uh, I didn't like his recall to Aether. I didn't like Overmaster kind of coming in and taking things over. I did, you know, I, I thought that disaster had more mileage to him. I felt like it, it cut short kind of the greatness of the singles gladiator dynasty, because for me, Overmaster never performed to that level. 
Um, he, he, you know, I mean, he, I, I just never got behind him. I never got enthusiastic about the character. I always liked the people under him better. Um, I had, I had a great feud between him and Havoc because I thought Havoc was a superior gladiator all around than, than Overmaster ever was. So for me, I got to give it to Disaster and, uh, and Disaster, I, I, um, Disaster ended up winning the belt in, in 2119 and holding it, you know, for quite a while for me. So, um, yeah, disaster. All right. So you got to vote for disaster. Let's go over to Mike. Mike, what do you say? Disaster or Aetherin Overmaster? Well, tough one. Um, I think that, um, you know, storyline wise, both were really important, obviously disaster when Tom did new beginnings was one of the, you know, the linchpins of, of that new beginnings era, you know, Aether Overmaster has been a linchpin of a lot of what we're doing, what, what he's doing more recently. Um, so I'll go to my fed. Um, neither one of them has actually been as uh, prolific with the heavyweight title as I would have thought either one of them would have been. Uh, but disaster did have a memorable run as IP champ, uh, which would have been really memorable if Thunder hadn't had such an amazing one before him. But, uh, you know, to me, disaster was always in the mix. You know, if you look at, you know, in my fed, he, he, you know, took the belt off of, um, Wolf. He took the belt off of monolith. So, um, I, I'm going to have to go with uh, disaster. All right. So disaster tying it back up here. All right, I think uh, let's go to Matt Dickendesher. I think he's been running some of the numbers here uh, <laughs> as, as everyone else has been talking. Matt, what about what's your vote here? Disaster or Ethan Overmaster? Disaster is one of the more memorable characters uh, for me ever. I, I don't know if it's because I stopped playing for a while and when New Beginnings came, you know, I jumped back to 2119 and he was there and big, or if he had the first, you know, that color card that came out of his was amazing. But I'm looking back, you know, stat wise, he only held the belt one time, you know, I, and I just remember playing with him. So I mean, he had an interplanetary title and lasted forever, but you know, I really like the character in the card overmaster has been champ five times. My current champ where I'm at in 2134 is I think just had a better run overall. So I got to go with AO. AO taking the lead here. All right. Let's go over to you, Pete. What do you say? Pete, Pete back. So, <laughs> One of the, the best lines, uh, another great line. Tom seems to come up with these great lines when, uh, when, when he's creating the gladiators as to how he brings them out and introduces them. But I remember the teaser before, before disaster came out. It was something along the lines of, um, Aetherin and the trans evolver, uh, equals disaster. And that's all we saw, uh, you know, at the, at the back end of a booklet before, before disaster made his, uh, his debut. Um, and I thought that was, that was a great, great tease, uh, that we had to wait a full year before we got to actually see what the disaster was really all about. Um, I do know that I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know that disaster was, he was a monster in my fed. He literally, he was, uh, a multiple time champion, him and him and Endgame. Uh, I can't tell you, they, they did the title swap a bunch in my fed. They were just fantastic. Um, I do believe that had he not been recalled, uh, he probably would have been one of the, the, the greatest wrestlers in my fed, uh, even, even to today. Um, the, the overmaster, I have criticized the overmaster time and time again, because I never thought that he was going to live up to, to what he should have lived up to. Um, but finally he did. And then once he got the title, I just can't seem to get it off of him. 
He has it. He has a stranglehold on it. He wants absolutely like no one's even come close once once he got it. Um, it took like this crazy, uh, crazy angle that I had between him and uh, Harbinger and Endgame to get the, the title off of him. Um, and he just hasn't been able to get back to it. Uh, but I'm actually going to go with disaster because, like I said, in my Fed, I remember him as just being one of the, the most he is. He's, he's one of my one of my greatest all right, so it's uh, tied 3-3, so I'm going to take the tiebreaker here. Oh, boy, this is a tough one. I mean, both very, you know, pretty dominant, you know, big men there, uh, disaster, as you kind of mentioned, you know, just that 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 ominous, you know, one-year build to him was was pretty huge versus Overmaster just kind of came in and was like, whoa, okay, suddenly we have a whole new Gladiator team uh, coming in. Um, but I'd say in my Fed, you know, while disaster did have some big – runs i gotta say the overmaster was so dominant for so long you know he won me a couple tournaments you know at the some conventions as well and i think just overall just the, the some of the big storylines around him with the, him and his feud with monolith and just you know now just kind of reinventing the gladiators this year too and still being involved i'm going to give the slight nod over to the overmaster on this one so tough call but i'm giving it an overmaster it, literally, if if he hadn't had, I think the the year that he's having now, where he has revamped the gladiators, he could have been like the absolute worst overmaster that the gladiators have ever had, like the the minister of war, because they, I, I, you would have to think that if you were someone in that society, you haven't done anything. I mean, you've brought these guys in, they haven't done anything. There is no gladiator dominance, no nothing, and then there's this year, and you're sitting there going, holy shit. It took him a long time to get there, but yeah, he got it, there. It was almost like a secondary team for a while. Just they weren't yeah, in, the, yes. in the spotlight for a while. But yeah, I mean, I guess even before when he kind of started coming in for me, like he's been in over 10 years now at this point. It was at uh, 21, 24, 21, 24. He came in. So yeah, we're looking at uh, this is the, the 14th year that he's uh, been in the game. And yeah, I mean, he's been pretty dominant through a good portion of it for me. Uh, I know. All right, so we're going to move over to the tag team side. We have four big tag teams here. We're going to start off with the original tag team, the ones that started it all in 2087. We're talking Brute Massacre. And they're in the first round are going to take on a team that uh, through, I'd say those are the, the, in the uh, CPC uh, era, you know, mega tournament era, that really kind of, Actually, it wasn't mega tournament area. I guess yeah, the sudden death kind of started and kind of going into the CPC and then the end. And that's Malice and Overkill, uh, big tag team there. Um, so let's start this one off with uh, Mike. Brute Massacre versus Malice and Overkill. Wow. Um, it's a tough opening round, I will say that. Um you know, Malice and Overkill obviously really like, um, you know, they, they had a, a great run there in the uh, 21 teens uh, as a tag team for me. Um, obviously, if you read Future Shock, you know, I like those two characters. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but I, I think in this particular case, I'm just going to go with the originals. Uh, they set the, the bar and, uh, uh, you know, just had an epic run for me. So I'm going to go with the, the original gladiators, Brute and Massacre. All right. Uh, let's go over to Pete. What do you say here? Brute and Massacre versus Malice and Overkill. So had, had this just been a single 
no kidding, pick your favorite gladiator of all time, Overkill would have would have I would have voted Overkill every single time because Overkill was the quintessential gladiator where it mattered because gladiators are all about tag teams. And no matter who you put Overkill in the ring with as his tag partner, they dominated. First Thunder, they absolutely destroyed everybody. And then Malice, they absolutely destroyed everybody. But uh, because they're matched up against Brute and Massacre, um, I, I just think that team uh, of Brute and Massacre, if it weren't for them, we what would we have? Um, they are, they're it. So it's, it's Brute and Massacre. Although, again, like I said, I still think that maybe Overkill may be the, the perfect example of what a gladiator is based on what that society values of, uh, uh, of, of the, 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 the fighter, the, uh, the, I don't want to say obedient, but just, you know, that look at Kevin's picture, <laughs> that last card that he did, the ones from this year, the absolute look of disgust that overkill has with everyone else disdain for anything that is literally that that's a gladiator, but it brood and massacre get the vote. Birdmaster, get your vote. Okay, well let's let's talk. Let's uh, go over to Kevin Butcher right now. What do you say here? Now, I mean, we know we we saw your uh, cards at Galacticon there, but you got the original headbangers. What do you say, Kevin? Yeah, it's easy to go with Brute and Massacre. They did set the bar. They were the first, but they did set the bar, like I said. But Malice and Overkill raised it. I don't think Brute and Massacre could have cleared the bar that Malice and Overkill set. So even though they were the first, I'm going Malice and Overkill. All right, we've got a vote for Malice and Overkill. Very good. All right, let's go over to Matt. Matt, what do you say? Well, let's look at the tag team names. I mean, Brute and Massacre were called the ultimate gladiators for a reason. And uh, they are the ultimate gladiators, the ultimate tag team. Uh, General Beck has a lot of good things to say about Overkill, which is completely correct. He had the tag belts 11 times, but only three were with Malice. So it's definitely Brute Massacre for me, the Ultimate Gladiators. Ultimate Gladiators with a win there. All right, let's go over to Sam. Sam, what do you say here? Brute Massacre versus Malice and Overkill. Uh, I mean, Malice and Overkill are great. And I, I enjoy I enjoy those guys, but uh, it's brood and massacre all the way for me. I mean, the the original gladiators, the ultimate gladiators, that team, the the you know, and, and even going beyond the fact that they were the first, that they had so much success in the early days of the GWF. I think universally for for you know everyone's feds, uh, but you just look at the storylines that they were involved in too, and you look at you know massacre's death you look at you know you look at everything you look at the fact that now here we are with tom doing origins and you know who is he paying tribute to all due respect to malice and overkill but he's paying tribute to brute massacre you know with, with the new women's tag team so uh yeah it's brute massacre brute massacre okay so the brute massacre does move on rob uh did, what would your vote have been on this one well honestly so I Malice and Overkill, are, those cards are so strong. They're two of the strongest cards ever, uh, especially that Malice, which was, I think, a minus four, minus one, or minus four, minus two. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if you bring it down to stats, you got to give it to Malice and Overkill. Um, nostalgia-wise, everything else, obviously, Brute and Massacre. I think if you played that match, I think Malice and Overkill would win. So I would give it to Malice and Overkill. 
Yeah, I would have given it to Malison Overkill as well. I think just with the, how they performed in my fed as well. Um, and just, yeah, I think my affinity for them was probably more than the gladiators. Again, I will admit I, I didn't play out the early years. I wasn't, you know, right at, at the beginning there. Uh, and those guys, I think really, you know, especially the, the second set when they were like the, the true tag team that they came out in, uh, in Centra, I think those, those cards really dominated for yeah. me. So I guess now, in the end, it's been, a four, three vote on this. If one. it had been malice and thunder or I know, that, that's thunder, thing. you know, I thought, like, you know, I, so. I thought overkill and thunder might've had a more thing, but I had to put thunder in the main bracket there. So, so yeah, I get it. Todd, Todd and Rob are the only two smart people in this. room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I, I wish I had the stats in front of me, but I don't. So I, I, I might look them up before, uh, before I post on the board when we, when we see you really got to get prepared for these. <laughs> no, see, it's on an old hard drive, and I just can't get to the. It, it's it's painful. Um, the uh, I used to do the cumulative ratings. You know, uh, uh, the, some of you guys remember that stuff. Oh, they yeah, they yeah, would yeah. pop up in the promoter periodically. I want. I know that the that Brood and Massacre had this reign. You know, in the early days where they just like no one was close. Like they were the champs for like fifteen or some odd. You know, promoters in a row. And I think the only team that came close to getting back to that was Malice and Overkill. So no, they really wait, are. Who had stiffer competition, though? Well, And I was just about to say that. I, I was literally about to say that. The competition, though, that Malice and Overkill faced was was way different than what Brood and Massacre faced. I, I will will give them that. Um, but, yeah, they are probably, again, like I said, and, and uh, th- those are probably the two best examples of, of Gladiator tag teams. Um, and I could, you could, you could flip a coin, go either way. For me, it was just you know, the, the earliness that, that, that brute and, and massacre did, did set that bar. So and overkill I, and they raised I, it. I, 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 see, I hear you. Okay. I hear you, KB. It's all, it's a match is over. The three counts happen. You literally could have put that one in the finals too. You should have broke those up. Uh, I could have, I could have. Yeah, it's got to go early, early period versus late period. All right, I'm just see this one here. So this, this next one uh, goes to some of the the later era of uh, of the GWF. So the the New Beginnings team that kind of that formed in 2119, Havoc and Paralyzed. I know this one uh, did a lot of damage, a lot of people's feds against. Kind of a unique gladiator tag team, a lot more of a fast paced team, and that's Rush and Turmoil. Let's go to Rob for this uh, this one first here. Havoc and Paralyzed versus Rush and Turmoil. Well, I have a, I have a, I love uh, Havoc and Paralyzed. Ha- that Havoc card won my very first ever Impossible Tournament. Um, but that's a singles thing. Anyways, um, Rush and Turmoil I thought were something special. Um, I thought that, that Paralyzed and Rage... Um, we're kind of disappointing. I feel like that's the team that came right before them, and I thought they were much better. So I would give it to Rush and Turmoil, but uh, that Havoc and Paralyzed, that was that was another very special team. They went in different directions. Paralyzed is, is probably my – he's top three favorite all-time gladiator for me, for sure. Um, and Havoc is is great, too. But they, they obviously weren't a tag team long enough to win this. Um Russian Terminal, I think, are one of the best top five ever, top three maybe. I don't know, but they were certainly they're certainly uh, dominant in my fed. All right, 
Uh, let's go over to Sam here. Havoc and Paralyzed versus Russian Turmoil. Havoc is one of my favorite gla- gladiators, probably, you know, honestly, number two behind Thunder. Um, and I, I, I thought Paralyzed was great, too. Um, I enjoyed the team, but kind of like what Rob said, you know, as a team, they never necessarily stood out for me. Whereas Russian Turmoil, I feel like, yeah, they were just unique. And I, I loved using those guys. I thought, you know, Turmoil was kind of, you know, he called back to mayhem with just his style um, and, you know, that kind of win at all costs, put your body on the line. Uh, I, I thought they were a great team. Um, I, I love the characters. I, you know, I've, I've got the original rush uh, uh, and, and to, you know, see him brought in and made, you know, official official uh, was cool. So yeah, I got to give it to Russian turmoil, um, which is hard to do because, uh, you know, individually I love Havoc and Paralyzed as a team. I just, I think Russian turmoil are the better one. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's we'll let uh, Matt, do you, if you have your stats together in this one. Yeah, I do. I don't really need them, but uh, I, I love Havoc and Paralyzed. They may be my, two of my absolute favorite gladiators, but not as a tag team. They really weren't that good. Russian Turmoil, amazing. Um, among their three or four title reigns was the longest I've ever had. They were champs for, you know, from 21-26 into 21-29 straight through. So definitely Russian wow. Turmoil, the better tag team. Wow, Russian Turmoil running away with the K- KB. Are they going to put it away here with your vote? Well, Sam touched on it a little bit. I don't know how many people know that Rush started out as a promoter-created card by Alex's friend, Neil. Mm-hmm. And he had like two incarnations. Black and then Rob made him a GWFZ guy. And then finally, Tom put him into the Fed. But Havoc, I loved him after he got his Black Death update. In the tag team, I couldn't stand Robin. He looked like Robin. But <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's going to be Russian turmoil. Russian turmoil taking it here. Pete, any comments on this one? It, it's all been said. Um, Havoc and Paralyzer, you know, while they were a tag team, um, yeah, I think they stand out more in, in the singles uh, arena. And I'm still having a blast with with uh, Russian turmoil right now. There, that's the years that I'm in. So uh, they're they're kicking ass and, and and taking names. So they're they're the current crop of gladiators that are that are that are doing stuff. All right, Mike. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I think it goes back to the first matchup we had, um, but about longevity. Um, to me, you know, the Havoc and Paralyzed team was was cool, but to me. Um, not long lived enough to, to rank it high enough. So you, you gotta go, um, you know, turmoil and rush. I mean, that, that's, I think it was a wise decision by the committee. Fair enough. All right. Russian turmoil moving on. All right. Um, sorry. So we're going to move back to the singles bracket here. Oh boy. We got a doozy right here. All right. First match of the second round. And uh, we're going to start off first with Pete back on this one. It's Spike versus Thunder. So I already know I'm not going to make any friends uh, with this one. Wow. So I do have to say I I have many more 
fond memories of playing with Spike than I do with Thunder. I know that's that's almost sacrilege for for, for this this company or some of this company, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, I I love him. I love Spike, the babysitter. I, I loved him when he came in. I loved his face turn, and actually, it wasn't a face turn. He just said, "I'm just going to go fight with these guys for a little while, and then come back." And he was still the same arrogant. Sob that that he was when he was a face um, or a heel and then face, whatever um, yeah back and forth um, Thunder amazing 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 talent nothing against him um, but for me just I, I just have I think Spike takes the takes the nod on this one sorry Kev all right uh, let's move over to Rob what do you say here Rob Spike versus Thunder. Um, Spike, he's got that great Kronos card, um, well-deserved, uh, based off that babysitter ad. You guys remember the, when Tom wrote the book where Spike was standing there holding the battering ram, um, action figure. Wasn't that Spike or was that mayhem? I, I think it was, was Spike. Spike. It was Spike. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I it was love Spike. it. I thought that was the coolest scene. So anyway, I, you know, I think it's, it's not an easy vote. Uh, Thunder is certainly, um, you know, hall of fame, but, but Spike is, uh, Spike, so Spike, Spike, it's a win here. All right, uh, let's see. See, I, I, I kind of think I know how some of these other votes are going to go. Let, let's let's start going through them here. All right, let's start with Sam. What do what do you say, Sam? I, you know, Spike is amazing. There's no doubt about it. I had a lot of fun with Spike. Uh, he's crucial to uh, the overall storyline in a lot of ways, especially as as pertains to the gladiators. Uh, the fact that you know, I think he was able to go back and forth between heel and baby face, you know, I, I think was uh, a little bit remarkable for some of the other gladiators, but I mean, Thunder's my favorite GWF wrestler of all time. You know, I mean, Thunder, I just, I just love Thunder. So I, I got to go with Thunder. All right. There's a vote for Thunder, Kevin Butcher. How can I expand to what's already been said? Rob, you have, he is a great card in Kronos but he didn't get a card in the best of set thunder <laughs> did. So I'm going thunder. Wow. <laughs> that is true. I almost pulled that one out myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, what about you? Thunder versus spike. Um, I love, love the war game spike card. Uh, probably one of my just, favorite cards ever. Um, just say it, but no thunder. i didn't think much of an argument on any one of those there all right i'm gonna throw my vote in here just to to force it to force a three three tie here i'm gonna vote for spike uh i think just just overall just the longevity of him um you know just the the iconic you know you know you know big guy coming out there i mean i think just you know so much of the early years i mean that 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 the 2091 update was just absolutely classic uh the, the mega destroyer was a huge finisher at the time uh i think just just uh, his reign as a uh, minister of war as well um yeah i mean not to say thunder you know thunder did some great stuff for me won you know a number of titles but i think just just how much spike means uh, as a gladiator, as as a champion gladiator, I'm going to give my vote uh, to him, and I'm going to force Matt to choose who advances here. Uh, wow, already going back and forth in my head. Um, Spike is legendary um, in 
I don't know about the argument and the best upset didn't the basilisk get a card in the best upset. So I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure if, if that's the Zing. argument we can use. Um, Spike had, you know, a few nondescript galactic title reigns. Thunder had a few that were much more prominent. Um, Thunder had a much more well-rounded career as far as being a, a killer in tag wrestling also, even though, you know, I know this is a singles bracket, but I think overall I'm going to have to give it to Thunder, but not by much. Undertaking <laughs> it. And nobody's come to Galacticon dressed up in spike war paint, right? It was that is true. That's true. This is true. <laughs> yeah, Neil will be happy here. Let's. All right, we're gonna move on to our second semifinal, and this one is uh, interesting. Two uh, two minister of wars uh, in different uh, different uh, uh, parallel timelines. Uh, we have vengeance versus the Aetheran Overmaster. Let's start off with uh, Kevin. Why don't you start us off on this one? Well, I voted against Vengeance last round, so and I voted for Aether Overmaster last round. I still got to go Overmaster being my cup champion. I get it. I get it. All right, let's uh, go to Pete. Uh, I'm. I don't remember how I voted last round. I think I voted against both of these guys. So <laughs> I, <think laughs> um, I, 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 so, you know, it, it, it may have taken a long time, um, but I think that, that the Aether and Overmaster is finally showing, showing his medal and showing, showing what it needs to, to be, to, to be the guy in charge, to, to really be it. Um, not that dirty underhanded tactics aren't one way that can become the minister of war, um, and, and vengeance has the, the corner, you know, he's, he's got that, uh, that covered, uh, but overmaster, I think between the two of them, I think it's the overmaster, uh, with all the grief I give him, you still have to give him his props for, for being there and, and being able to do what he's done, uh, coming around the, the corner these last couple of years. All right. Let's, uh, move over to Mike vengeance or the Aetheran overmaster. Ah, uh, gosh. Um, you know, both these guys uh, underachieved for me, uh, you know, sort of in their own ways. Uh, but I think uh, based on the fact that he had a, a longer uh, GWF title reign for me than the other, I will go with uh, the Aetheran Overmaster on this one. Mm, Aetheran Overmaster kind of walking away with this one so far. Uh, let's see, Matt, what do you say here? Vengeance of the Aetheran Overmaster. Uh, just repeat what Kevin said. Okay. <laughs> I voted I voted against Vengeance in 4AO, so, I mean, it's the Overmaster. Okay. Rob, did you have a – were you going to go Overmaster on this one as well? Yeah. I actually – this was a huge feud in my Fed, and Overmaster beat Vengeance for the title in a cage in two moves. Um, oh, wow. That minus three move on level one, and then his finisher, and boom. And that was for the title. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, yeah, Overmaster, uh, big time on that one. Okay. Sam. Yeah. I would have gone for vengeance. I just, I, yeah, I'm just not an Overmaster guy. I'm not an Overmaster guy. I, you know, again, I think vengeance is just one of the, you know, one of the few kind of like perfect villains that, that, that Thomas created, um, in, in such that he can't be anything other than that. You know, I don't think he's ever the type that could get cheered. So I would have gone vengeance. 
would have gone vengeance. All right. Um, yeah, my vote would have gone to Overmaster. Would have been close. I mean, I think Vengeance uh, meant a lot in my early years, and yeah, definitely very you know unique uh, card. But yeah, I think Overmaster. Some of his reigns later on for me, I think were just you know a much bigger deal overall. All right, we're gonna move over to our tag finals. Uh, this one, uh, you know, kind of more you know original Gladiator tag team against a much more recent tag team. Uh, Bruton Massacre taking on Rush and Turmoil. Uh, let's start off with uh, Sam on this one. I, you know, it, 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 this is a strange one because, I, I, like I said, I love Rush and, and Turmoil. Um, can you come back to me? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I just got to go with Brute Massacre. It just feels like the right vote. I, I you know I mean Russian Turmoil are incredible um, and were a lot of fun um, and 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 did a lot of damage. Um, but I but there's just something about that first team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Brute Massacre. All right, Brute Massacre with the vote. Uh, let's go to uh, Kevin Butcher. Brute and Massacre versus Rush and Turmoil. Hmm. Has anybody ever wrestled a singles match with that Brute card? Oh, gosh, it's awful. Excruciating. Him and Man Mountain, just, I think I ran one time. That was a big mistake. I'm just not a, a Brute and Massacre mark. But, man, in this matchup, I think I will give it to Bruton Massacre. Reputation uh, having having so weight on this one, I think. All right, let's see. Let's go over to Rob. Bruton Massacre versus Russian Turmoil. Well, um, for the same reason I voted some last time, I think if you have this match. Um, I think Russian term. I know Brute had a six three pin. Was Massacre a five two or was he a six three as well? Does anybody remember off the top of their head? I thought he was a five two. Five two, yeah. But anyway, those added ones, I just feel like I feel like uh I mean Russia's obviously has a better card than the Massacre card. And then if you compare the turmoil and brute, I think turmoil um with those add ones, I just think statistically if we were having this tournament, if we were doing this with COTG online or something, I think Russian Turmoil would win. So I give it to them. That's fair. That's fair. I agree with that. All right. Let's see. Let's go uh, to Pete. Um, yeah, I have to agree with what Rob said. It's like if we were to, to look at them, uh, you know, I guess probably the competition that they're facing, um, the, the wider range of competition they're facing. Um you know, Russian, Russ, yeah, that spit that out. Rush and uh, uh, Turmoil, uh, they they're an interesting matchup for the for, for Brood Massacre. I, I don't think Brood Massacre could, could they might win one two, uh, but they are completely different different types of teams. Like you know, Brood Massacre wrestled, um, Rush can wrestle, Turmoil, yeah, just. You throw him a, a you know a chunk of rebar, and that's what he's he's having fun with. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I think uh, um, 
I think you have to go back to, to setting the standard. It is Bruton Massacre who set that standard and, and laid, you know, the foundation for every gladiator team to, to come later. Um, and then that's where, where I would go. That's where I am going. All right. Bruton Massacre here. All right. Uh, let's go to Matt. Bruton Massacre versus Russian Turmoil. This is one I'd like to roll out myself and kind of give you the answer, but we probably don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> Especially if Brute's in the man, Rash. Yeah. Uh, legendary, uh, original Gladiator team, great tag team title reigns. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier, Russian turmoil, just a overwhelming dominance for me over a, a longer period. And I, I think they probably beat Brute Massacre in a heads-up match, so I'll go with Russian turmoil. Russian turmoil with a vote. Uh, I'm going to throw my vote in there now. I'm going to also give my vote to Russian turmoil. I think they were a lot more fun to play with. I think just the, you know, the high paced, uh, you know, tag team there with you know, a lot of offense, you know, a lot of add ones, different things going on. I thought it was just a much more unique uh, team for the gladiators and just a lot of fun. I always was kind of rooting for them. Um, you know, Bruton massacre, you know, they did, some of their matches were a little bit more plotting and whatnot. So to me, I'm, I'm going to give the vote to uh, Russian turmoil just out of, you know, fun, fun cards to play with. And that's going to give the deciding vote, I guess, to uh, Mike Boleski here. Mike, hey, hey, Mike, before you vote, anybody wonder what the, what root massacre would look like now, what their cards would look like statted like now. Oh, Power creep is real. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, just just, just throwing that out there, food food for thought. You know how maybe we can find out in Kronos. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you you would almost have to think that if they were out there now, that that their cards would be. I mean, they'd be well well more than competitive, but just an interesting interesting comment. Back to you, Mike. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, I think it's a great point, Pete, but I, I have to evaluate the cards as they were written. Um, so, but uh, in that in that particular case, um, nobody has held more GWF tag team titles, uh, had more tag team title reigns than Brute Massacre, and no one, uh, even to now, has had a longer tag team title reign than Brute Massacre. So I'm going to have to go with the originals here. All right, Brute Massacre taking it all for the tag team ranks. Honestly, uh, you know, going in, that was kind of my prediction where things would go. And, uh, yeah, I think very worthy team to get that. Were they the, let's see, the, let's see, they were not the uh, mega tournament MVP. Who was, who won that one? That was a different uh, gladiator tag team. Yeah. Uh, so that was Thunder and Overkill. Thunder and Overkill. Thunder and now, overkill. now, if we went Thunder and Overkill versus Brute Massacre, how many here would go with thunder and, uh, thunder and overkill instead? Yeah, it's a good question. What, what about thunder, thunder and overkill? And that might be a question for another day. It might well, be. You might have to put that on the board. I mean, we have to put that <laughs> poll up there then. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of Mr. Thunder, he is in our singles championship against the Aetherin Overmaster. Uh, we're going to start off the vote here uh, with. Uh, who do we want to start? Any volunteers that want to give their opening comments on this one? I vote for Overkill. <laughs> All right, let's go with Sam. <laughs> Sam with the first. Sam with the first vote. You can get it out of the way. We know where the vote is. Yeah, I'll keep it short. It's Thunder. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, Sam with the Jim Steele answer there. Okay, we're moving over to uh, Kevin Butcher. Actually, no, we're moving to save Kevin Butcher. Actually, let's let's tie it up here. Kevin Butcher, Thunder versus Over Overmaster. This is this is a big one. Pass. Pass. All right, we'll come back. We'll come back to you. We'll have you have the deciding vote. I, I think this is this is a big one for you, Pete. Let's go with you. Number number two, Thunder versus Overmaster. I'm turning this into a three way dance, and Overkill gets my vote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got to run in. Yeah. Yes. Um, shoot. Um, are we sure we didn't vote Spike in in the last round? On this we one? did not. Uh, yeah. It was close. We did not though. Um, you know, I'm going to go with, with the Overmaster. I, I can't believe I just did that. Um, but for in my Fed, Thunder, while he while he performed, he just he he wasn't as dominant as he was for everybody else. And and I don't know, maybe that was just the time when I wasn't playing as much. One probably the you know the assignment in Hawaii kind of pulled a little bit about uh, off of that. Um, but um, I mean, he was fantastic. I loved him from the get go. Um, yeah, I love them more as a tag team wrestler. I think uh, the team of Overkill and, and Thunder just, you know, to me, they're they would have beat Brute Massacre if, if you would have for, for, uh, for my money. And, um, uh, but I think the Overmaster has has come through. Um, I've given him crap, like I said, for, for, for a long time that he just hasn't stood up and hasn't been the the, the leader that the Aetherans needed. And now he is, and he's he's winning in my fed, and so that. That's what what gets it for him. All right, Overmaster with a, a vote here. Rob, what do you say here? Thunder versus Overmaster. Um, well, I had this match. Uh, I think these two matched up when I had my um, uh, Maripus tournament, and the Overmaster won with the reign of the Overmaster. And uh, because he's my favorite gladiator of all time, I've got to give him the vote. All right, so Overmaster getting the vote here. Mike, what about you? Thunder versus Overmaster. What's the score? It's two one overmaster at this point. Ooh, well, well, it's two to two. I, I kind of figured that might be the case there. <laughs> All right, let's go to Matt. Matt Thunder versus Overmaster. What do you say? That's the Overmaster. Not much of an explanation necessary based on everything I've already said. All right. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I have a tough time on this one. Both great champions for me. Uh, but don't I do it, Todd. Don't do I, it. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the vote to Thunder. So I'm gonna let Kevin Butcher decide over all this one. Just, just, just to torture Kevin. <sighs> of course, you knew he was gonna do that. Really? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thunder was probably the greatest. Not probably was the greatest wrestler in the history of my. Mainly due to me running my Fed with my son, and he loved him so much, and that's one of the reasons I made that bootleg was for him. I won Galacticon with Overmaster, but when you break it down to titles, and is it me or my son? I want to go Overmaster. Oh! <laughs> Turns heel on his son there. Oh! <laughs> The roll-up podcast does not endorse these uh, finals whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> well, Folks, we have an upset. It, all the opinions you... expressed by those yeah. invited on this show <laughs> are not endorsed whatsoever by the roll-up. <laughs> Somebody cut his a... mic. Cut his mic <laughs> now. <laughs> Can you have an upset with a guy that's over seven feet tall and four hundred pounds winning? This is true. This I mean, is right. True. 
I don't know. Wait a minute. I, I think it's still 3-3 three, because three, didn't Pete Beck vote for overkill? <laughs> yeah, this is true. Right? <laughs> it's a tie. Uh, it's a tie. It's a tie. All right. Well, that yeah, I was surprised, but I honestly did think Thunder was going to win that one. So, uh, but yeah, big, yeah, big win for the Overmaster. You know, so we have a uh, kind of our original Gladiator tag team, Brute Massacre, winning the tag team ranks, and we have uh, more of a recent Head Gladiator Overmaster. Taking the singles ranks, a little bit of an upset, I gotta say. So, uh, uh, definitely very cool. So, thank you guys all for participating in this. Uh, definitely uh, appreciated all your input there. Uh, and um, yeah, back over to you, Sam. Well, uh, I do love tournaments. It, it's it's a lot of fun. We get to do this. Obviously, we get to have uh, multiple guests on, uh, which is which is always a lot of fun. Um, so I just want to thank all of you so much, uh, Kevin, Pete, Rob, Matt. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It's been uh, a lot of fun having you guys on. Um, obviously, in the case of, of Kevin and Matt, we'd love to have you guys back on, talk a little bit more. We've been able to do that with with Pete and, and Rob aplenty. Um but uh, uh, this Friday, Black Friday pre-order, um, it's it, it's essential. You know, if you want to have a Merry Christmas, if you want to have a Happy Holidays, you got to put your order in. Uh, otherwise, you might not get it until after the New Year, and and that's nobody's fault but your own. So don't my make Todd ready. Don't make Todd that's the Grinch. Bad. That's bad. Um, <laughs> hey Sam. Um, Sam. Yes. yes. Yes, yes. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, of course. Matt, we need your rebuttal exclusive here on Roll Up to Mark <laughs> Ashby. He stole my line. Oh, I did? Oh, yeah, he did. I was going to shoot over to everybody to say goodbye, and then I was going to give Matt the chance. But you know what? It's all right. It's all right. That's that's what we do here. We play it fast and loose. Kevin, thank you so much for, for, for advancing the – the, well, I'm the sorry. position here a little bit. No, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, Matt, you've got to you've got to address Mr. Mark Ashby and the comments recently levied at you over on uncharted territory. Well, I just want to say thanks for listening to my good friend uh, Mark. Good night. And, uh, see you next time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> geez, I don't know if I remember what he said. I mean, it wasn't that witty, so I kind of just went in one ear and out the other. I, typed a little response and then I'm yeah, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have to see if I, uh, re-listen to, uh, get more of the, uh, anger built back up inside of me for my uh, former good friend, Mark there, but no, I don't got anything for, uh, anything special tonight, but as you, uh, undoubtedly heard the expression, revenge is a dish best served cold. So maybe when Mark least expects it, but, uh, in all seriousness, did appreciate being on the podcast tonight. Great group to uh, be a part of. Couldn't think of a better group to discuss some glad ears with. And uh, hope my contributions were at least somewhat interesting. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, and, and I'm so glad that you were able to join us. Um, Kevin, I'm just going to start calling you the spoiler. Uh, but yes, sir. <laughs> in Sorry, all seriousness, no, no, it's fine. Uh, in all seriousness, thank you so much uh, for for being on the show. Uh, anything you want to leave us with before we get out of here? I just appreciate being asked and being on here with Pete, Rob, and Matt, three guys that I know very well from Galacticon, as well as Todd and Mike. But you know they're regulars on here. <laughs> 
Well, Todd is anyway. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, Pete Beck, thank you so much for joining us once again. Um, thank you for inching my collection closer to complete with the Johnny Rocket card that I was able to acquire from you. Uh, and uh, anything you want to leave us with before we get out of here? So number one, you're welcome on that. I, I was glad to help you out. When uh, when I discovered that I had uh, a couple of those, I was like, I know exactly who needs one of these, um, <laughs> and, uh, and and I was more than more than happy to to get it to you. That we were able to. You want another one? I got a good one in mint condition for a thousand. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, that might have to go up for auction. You might be able to get that on the auction. Um, but um, hey, you know what I really wanted to say just before I before I I, I shut up was um make sure if you FTR this next set, honestly, folks, you guys are absolutely going to love it. Um, I had a blast working with Rob uh, setting up the the latest character um, and, and seeing how, how he came along from the idea that popped in my head and, and bouncing stuff back and forth with Rob. I've seen the, the first part of the art for it. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to see him inked, uh, inked uh, colored. Uh, and he's he's going to be uh, a fantastic addition. At least I think he is. I mean, hell, I got to help create him. And, um, but, uh, he's got to um, be better than your first. Hey, my first one, though, he's kicking ass. Well, he's, 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 well, well, he is. <laughs> He won your impossible tournament, like right. So, so you, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, um, fantastic time working with Rob, folks. You're gonna love this set when, when the FTR three comes out. Um, just you got to make sure you get it. Order on Friday, like Sam is saying, and uh, and and you guys are gonna gonna truthfully enjoy it. And I hope you enjoy the character, the little contribution that I got to make to to the set, um, and uh, and and have some fun with him as well. So. It, and so there's a little teaser. It's a male, um, but um, it's a it's a good time. Love love the discussion tonight. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I'm willing to come back whenever you guys want. Even though other people might be like, "Yeah, we're not going to bring that Pete guy back. He he's weird, um, and he votes he votes funny." Um, but uh, <laughs> but enough about yeah. politics. Yeah, but exactly. enough about no, politics. No, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Enjoyed of course. It. Early. It's, it's always a pleasure. We look forward to, to the next time you'll, you'll be a guest on the show for sure. Uh, I certainly echo the comments about FTR. Uh, and, and that brings me over to Rob. Uh, thank you again so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure when you're on the show. I know we didn't get to engage in our usual dialogue, uh, but it was it was always fun to to see your face and, and have you aboard. And, and uh, you know, I certainly value your opinions when it comes to the history of the GWF. So even if we didn't always agree on, on who the gladiator that should have won uh, was, I, I, I certainly appreciate value. your opinion. Uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Do I have time to tell a little story about Pete's character? A little, yeah, uh, of course. Okay, so <clears throat> he sends me his character idea, and I'm not, I can't give too much away about the character yet. But I, all right, so everybody knows like I'm a space case, right? <laughs> so he sends me his character. And it's the stats, and then it's like the little, like, this is what this move means, and this is what this move means. And then he says, description, and it goes, he's on this, and he gives me this description. And then he goes, how's that for a description? And that's all it says. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with this? So I, we came up, we ended up coming up with this story that you guys will all read about, and, and I... And the free bonus items are tied to this character. And, and I'm so jazzed about this character, and, and Pete loved it, I loved it. Six weeks later, 
I'm going back to my emails and I'm doing the stats. Okay, so they're doing the stats later. So I go back to Pete's original email. He put like three or four big spaces between what I read and then this huge character description. <laughs> so I ended up creating this whole like backstory for this character and this whole thing. Like, and, and I don't want Pete to think I ignored what he wrote me. I, I swear I didn't see it. <laughs> so anyways, I hope everybody loves the character. It turned out great. Um, and, and, and we will eventually, I think, and you guys will actually get a chance to evolve his character and, and dig into what he actually sent me. And I completely missed the first time around. So it, it's, but I will tell you this, what Rob came up with was fantastic, but it was, he's like, I'm an idiot. Literally the email I got the first line from Rob says, I'm an idiot. I didn't even see that. And I'm like, well, well, all right, no big deal. So we, you know, we move on. It's a creative process. That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, I think it's a great, it's a great character too. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what people think. I'm looking forward to, you know, to getting, you know, my hands on them, uh, and, and, and the bonus items as well. I think people are gonna be really jazzed for, um, you know, I'll say again, I mean, one of the great things about FTR is that if you, you know, if you haven't started your fed, um, it's, it's so easy to jump in. I mean, and it's ready made. And I think that, you know, the, the evolution of FTR, um, has been, just a wonderful example of creating the depth in the roster. You know, you've got all sorts of different uh, niches that have been filled. I mean, one of the things that Rob even said at one point is that, you know, he looks at it kind of like the circus or carnival and, and you've got, you know, so many different kind of sideshow attractions here. It's not just one thing. Um, and, and I think it works perfectly. Um, you know, there's some fun special matches. Uh, and of course, anybody who's listening to this probably knows all this stuff. I don't have to shill it too much, but the fact of the matter is that FDR has been a hell of a lot of fun. And I, I think uh, screw job is going to be, uh, the icing on the cake for a lot of people and, uh, and really, you know, bring some things to, to a nice conclusion while leaving the door plenty open for a lot, a lot more to come. Um, so yeah, I, I can't wait till it's out there and, and Rob, I'm sure we'll have you back on to go a little bit more in depth with the, the creation of, of, of the characters and storylines and, uh, and all the usual stuff that we get into, uh, and, and certainly have a, a nice discussion about statting cards as well. Cause I love that stuff. So. Hey, I don't want well, my last line to make it sound like I was dogging Rob out. He's not. Rob is an absolute genius with what he does. He is. He is fantastic about what he does. Uh, it just was like, I remember getting that email. I was like, well, okay, fine. Oh. <laughs> That's why I'm owning up to it. I am an idiot. But um, but I'm still proud of how the character turned out. And, and like I said, these free bonus items came out of it. And you guys are going to see this guy, Pete. You've been looking forward to the colors. You're going to see him soon because... We're going to show all three, the last three create character cards together, I think, on Monday, Todd said. So you're going to see all three of them because um, they're all tied yes. to, uh, to a storyline. So, yeah, we're, we weren't, uh, we weren't, uh, gonna, we weren't going to keep those from everybody. I definitely want to share the create characters with all the fans for sure. Yes. Um, some colors come in, not your guys, but the other two, and they look great. So, yeah, yeah yours is actually the last one, and it's just that's just how it happened. There's no like saving the best for last. Yeah, <laughs> and you saw the inks, awesome, and uh, I'm sure the colors would be just as you know, super vibrant. So I can't wait to see it myself. I'm super excited about the character, the bonus side. Um, yeah, the whole thing. We'll talk more about it when it's out. Sure, I can't wait for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think people are going to be pretty jazzed about it. Uh, it's it's definitely some cool stuff. Um, Mike, Michael, 
Micathy. Can I call you Micathy? No. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Uh, your your absence, your time off has 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 been uh, not due to desire to, to to leave us here hanging, but you've had a lot of irons in the fire, and uh, I always appreciate it when you're able to square the way the time to to join us and and take part. Um, so it's good to see you. No, it's I mean it's been a while. I think. You- I think your family's doubled the number of children in it since uh, since I was last on the podcast. So uh, congratulations! You go away and we multiply. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, you, that, that's the, but uh, no, great to be back. Great to uh, have this great uh, group of guests we had on tonight. Obviously, guys I've known for years, but uh, a lot of COTG knowledge stored up in those brains. So uh, great to have them here, and uh, you know, great to be back with you and Todd. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I look forward to uh, the next time you're on the show and we can, you know, talk about other stuff and, uh, you know, maybe start picking your brain about future shock spoilers because yeah, it's, never, it's never too early. Right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Todd, Mr. Tournament Master, what have you got for us before we get out of here? Uh, nothing too much. Just uh, excited, uh, you know, to kind of get through the end of the uh, the last sets here for the uh, quarter we're starting to see some proofs coming in and uh getting through that process uh, very excited to uh get my ftr fed really started in earnest uh and getting uh you know working towards what we're gonna do next year uh very interested to see that the the new tux and cephalopodus cards i think in particular but uh all of them really look awesome uh that i've seen so far and uh getting this last legends name out this week and um and then also i know see the the ringside companion i think you might have a little uh something uh with that to, i have a lot of reading ahead of me it looks like <laughs> in the next uh, over the long weekend uh so exciting times uh i will say also we'll probably have some other type of black friday special up there as well and um also while well, i'll mention with the ftr we're also going to put together uh an ftr package as well so there'll be kind of two upper two other bonus packages one uh if you haven't gotten all the promoter prime cards uh, that you can uh get uh all those in one big bundle uh to kind of go along with ftr3 and we'll maybe also do a package with ftr one two three and the prime cards just so you can just you know like I guess storm the ring and brawl on that one if you want. Uh, but um, yeah, so very, very excited to get that. See, uh, get that everybody into everybody's hands uh, middle of next month. Uh, and um, we'll be back here next week. That's right. That's right. Uh, in the meantime, there uh, are more announcements on the way uh, as Todd has teased us with. And, and of course, legends uh, fans don't have too long to wait from the time they listen to this and figuring out, learning what that next name is. Uh, there've been uh, a lot of great guesses, uh, on the boards. Um, and, uh, someone may or may not have actually figured out who it is. I don't know. Um, but, uh, there's, there's some, some cool stuff on the horizon for, for legends, uh, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'm so excited for this set. And at the same time, I can't wait for what's next. Cause there's just been a lot of cool movement recently. So, uh, people have got a lot to look forward to when it comes to legends as well. Um, and then when it comes to the women of the indie set, uh, I, I firmly believe that, you know, Jazzy's a great name, but there are some great names, uh, yet to come for this 
this set. So if you're an Indies fan, keep on the lookout because there are some really, really cool names coming up that uh, you might not be super familiar with. Some of you may be very familiar with. And uh, I think that people are going to be really excited for it. You know, if you're if you're a fan of, of women's wrestling in particular, um, it's shaping up to be a really, really cool set. Um you know, I want to close with a little personal thing real quick. Uh, I, you know, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago after Dean Stockwell's death that, you know, obviously I had another podcast and, you know, that there's that there's life outside of, of Phil Singer game stuff, believe it or not. And uh, yesterday, a very dear friend of mine passed away and uh, it, it, it hit pretty hard. Um, as a lot of people know, listening to this um, in my former life, uh, I was a professional actor and uh, I did that for um, about 10 years down in, Indianapolis before I moved to Chicago, where I continued to act for a few years before kind of getting into other things. And um, when I was living in Indianapolis and going to school down there, I met an actor uh, who was teaching part-time at the uh, university I attended. And then he ended up actually taking part. Uh, he was hired in professionally to play the stage manager in our production of Our Town. And uh, I remember um, just thinking, this is great. There's this professional equity actor. I can kind of sit under the learning tree and start to learn some things. And uh, that's exactly what I did. And I started peppering him with questions. And lo and behold, as soon as I got out of school, started working professionally. And the first few shows that I did, um, he was involved in as well. And we worked together quite a few times and he was definitely a mentor. Uh, he directed me a few times. And when I was going down a pretty dark path and making every poor choice that one can make in particular in that line of work, he was there to give me some gentle nudges um, that sometimes fell on deaf ears, but other times did not and, and were greatly appreciated and kind of got me out of a hole on a couple of occasions. He was a brilliant man and a wonderful person, a good man above all, and a talented actor. Uh, oftentimes in the line of work that I chose working on stage, you know, there are a lot of unsung heroes. Uh, a lot of people think that if you're not in Hollywood and making movies that, you know, you must not be that great of an actor because look at these people, they're, they're the ones out there getting, you know, the Oscars and whatnot. And it's just simply not true. I've worked with actors on stage that are every bit the actor of anyone who's ever won an Academy Award. And, um, you know, you might never know it because they, they played a houses of three, 400, sometimes more. Um, we did Shakespeare in the park and, and brought 2000 people to White River State Park one year. He was just a brilliant, brilliant, wonderful human being, and I'll miss him a great deal. And uh, I think that the impact that he had on me has certainly helped to shape and form uh, who, who I am today in a lot of ways. So Robert Neal, rest in power. And for everyone else out there listening, uh, happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone has a, a wonderful, wonderful holiday uh, if you're in the United States. Uh, if you're in Canada, Happy Thanksgiving last month. And uh, if, you're, if you're elsewhere, um, I, I hope that uh, this, this particular holiday season is, is a wonderful one. So take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and uh, we'll be back next week, maybe sooner. We'll see with another episode of Phil Games Goodness. 